Hi, I'm Natalie. And I'm Chris. And, and this, this is, is the Paranormal, Paranormal Podcast. Podcast. A podcast for all things creepy crawly. And Natalie <laughs> is creeping upon a level of high. I haven't seen her in quite some time. Yeah, really high. I don't I don't remember what I smoked. I don't know what it's called. That's usually a good sign. Oh man. Yeah. It's a sativa though, so it's like a good head high. So I think I'm in like a really good position for listening today. I have a feeling your position's going to be just horizontal on the couch with some really, really shitty just crime doc in the background. I mean, that's me like every weekend. <laughs> and every week after work also. Yeah. And during work sometimes. And during work sometimes. I need more recommendations though, so if anybody knows of any good true crime talks, please hit me up. I'm running out of things to watch. Show off. <laughs> so anyways, I wanted to do something a little bit different from some of the normal stories i've chosen in the past okay and because i told you it was going to be relevant to what's going on we're in the middle of the second heat wave of the year in seattle so far yeah unfortunately so i chose a serial arsonist oh okay you have my attention i don't know who you're even going to be talking about i have no no like recollection of serial arsonists. well there are a couple so if we go through another heat wave. I'll do the number one selection. Ooh. This guy's number two on the list. Wow. So we're going to have to wait until next summer if we don't have another heat wave. Or just be perfectly happy without another heat wave. Or we could just do it like during like the holidays instead. Or like a chimney and like a little like a fireplace. Or you not. Know? What? Any, or not. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. <laughs> I think it's a good idea to let you um, listen to the story part of the time. Yes, Ready? please. So we are going to go over the background of a gentleman named Paul Keller. Paul Keller. Okay. He sounds like the kind of white dad that wears cargo pants and those awful dad Nikes. Or New Balance. New Balance. You're thinking the Air Monarchs. Air Monarchs, yeah. The, the white with the navy blue trim. Yeah, yes. the really, like, yikes ones. I mean, yeah. Well, every guy's had those at some point, I think, maybe. Or oh, just me. I dated somebody who school. exclusively wore those, so. But, yeah, may not have been the best decision. It's okay, you moved on. I did, thank fuck. Now I have you. So, yeah, I don't know about that part, <laughs> So, Paul Keller. Yes. Born in Everett, Washington. Of course he was. Okay, this makes mm -hmm. sense now. Family of five. Uh, he was born to Lutheran parents, and he had uh, two siblings, Ruth and Ben. He okay. graduated from Watson Growing Christian School in Seattle, and ever since young, he had a history of being very, very fascinated with fire. Oh, of course he was. Um, earliest recorded major incident was that he actually set fire to a neighboring vacant house at the age of around eight to nine years old eight to nine oh my god that young and he's really setting fires i like mean house I, fires i mean i can imagine like in all the tv shows and cartoons they always show like maybe like melting the plastic army men with a magnifying glass yeah but like yeah no this kid straight up he just like went right for it we're going to straight homes from the get oh my god so, on top of that, you know, there were multiple instances. It could have, it was like a doghouse every once in a while. It was just some sort of like whatever wood thing he found around him whenever he can get matches or lighter. But the, his parents made sure that Paul got a lecture 
by local authorities when they came to put out the fires every single time he was caught. What the fuck? And he just kept doing it? It just kept Dude. happening. That, oof. Unfortunately, this definitely didn't help the situation, but he was sexually abused by a volunteer fighter, fi- firefighter at 12 years old. Oh, Jesus. Really? You just gotta, like... Oh, my God. We are, This kid even... already had some tendencies, and he we just already... had to really just, like, fuck this into him, unfortunately. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, you can keep going. So, on top of this, and oof, here we go into mental health stuff. Uh-oh. He was on meds for hyperactivity, but stopped taking them as he became an, an adult and figured he had it managed. Yeah, that happens a lot. So, moving into adulthood and outside of all the kid stuff, he ended up becoming an advertising salesman in and around Everett. Oh, okay. So, he had a career, had a job yeah. in sales. Good for him. Um, what ended up happening was that a divorce and a bankruptcy Oof. ended up leaving him in a very poor mental state. Yeah, I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. So they said, oh, here was a quote from his aunt. Success was key to Paul in everything he did. He felt that if you were not successful, then you would not be accepted. I think he wanted us to feel that he was above asking for help. Oh my gosh. So, kind of got pinned into a corner. Yeah. And then the demons took over. Oh, the demons. The demons are never good. Fast forward to August of 1992. Oh, good. Right after I was born. He was on a six-month arson spree. Six, he set a fire every month for six months? Oh, no. It wasn't a fire. It was just six months straight of arson. Oh, my God. So, do you have, like, a number for me at some point? I do. Okay. So we'll get into that. But okay. around this, he was targeting retirement homes, personal homes, and local businesses in Seattle. Okay, so like the businesses and personal homes, like I understand, but retirement homes? What kind of sick fucker is this guy? Oh, we're going to get into that part. Oh my god, we're already in so deep. Um, and again, worst case in situation, yeah, English scenario actually did happen. Three senior citizens died as a result of him setting fire to the Four Freedoms House on September 22nd. The Four Freedoms House? I feel like I should know what that is. It just no, that was just one of the retirement oh, homes that okay. he burned. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. Uh, when it so again, that was what really, really put this on like police radar. Yeah. Instead of a bunch of small things, here. it wasn't just like a mailbox; like an entire retirement home went up in flames. That's so insane. they had a clinical psychologist who went ahead and said, "Fire endowed a weak child, Paul Keller, with power." Okay. So that, I mean, some... that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, man. Guess I... how they caught him. Guess how they caught him? I don't know. He might have just been, like, standing there watching a house fire jerking it. Nope. He could have been. You know how the whole uh, snitches get snitches things? Yeah. Snitches also get paid with yes, a reward. Yes, they do. So... There was a behavioral profile and sketch that was released into the public. Okay. And this was seen by none other than George Keller, Paul's own Shut father. Shut up. And, like, of course, like, he grew up, like, having to get his kid lectured every time he set a fire. So he, there was, like, zero doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool how he 
put it together, but obviously when you saw the sketch, she was like, oh, that's my son. I know exactly who that is. That sucks. Mm-hmm. So he turned so he turned him into the cops. Um, the $25,000 reward that he got from it yeah. was immediately dotated, donated to the Trinity Lutheran Church in Linwood. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, because that's one of the churches Paul burned down. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so... I mean, let's add excommunication, probably, and desecration oh, to the list, absolutely. right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, there's, like, no going back from that. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, when we got to the trial, everyone was focusing on the three lives that were lost from the retirement home. Yeah. But the prosecutors were actually really focusing on the human element of, like, hey, this guy burned down, like, local homes for local residents. Like, yeah. they literally lost everything. Yeah. In the fire. That's terrible. Like, so the defense attorney, Roy Ferguson, kept referring to Paul as just being misunderstood. Misunderstood. Yeah. Well, nobody understands why you're setting fires to things. Again, yeah. Got it. Really wanted to focus on the mental health piece. Like, hey, he's just misunderstood. He's crazy. Like, yeah. Plead insanity. Like, that was going to be what kind of like got Paul more off the hook. Was going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now the prosecutor, Ellen Fair, like I mentioned, um, was focusing on more of the human element and yeah. a lot of the locals that were you know, just really, really hurt by this. Quoted to say, when somebody's house burns down and every single possession they had is gone, then to say it was only property does a real disservice to the victims. Yeah, it does. Not something you really think about, <laughs> but then again... You know, multiple families losing their livelihoods, multiple local businesses burning to, burning down, and yeah, you know, hopefully they were insured. But if they weren't, then They're they were fucked. gone. Exactly. So originally, Paul Keller denied all involvement. It wasn't me. Yeah. Until <laughs> the investigators started praising him for his work. Oh my God, he's a narcissist. Got mm-hmm. it. So at that point. He confessed to setting 76 fires. 76 fires? What the fuck? That's just... There may have been over 100. Like, lo- like maybe like, like 101, 105. It wasn't like... But he oh was willing God. to admit to 76 of those. That's nuts. So he really is like a serial killer who like has however many victims unknown. Like, But with serial that's killers, so crazy. it's usually their... <clears throat> natural mental state like they're just because they think a certain way their brain is kind of set to kill right well yeah i'm just saying like they're alike Mm -hmm. in that one aspect at this point with paul keller he said almost in every instance he was under the influence of either drugs or alcohol okay so you know it seems like he does have at least that natural human filter to like acknowledge that what he's going to do is going to be pretty bad yeah. But I'm get originally when I was reading this, I thought that the drugs and alcohol were just like knocking down filters and walls and be like, okay, I know this is bad. Now that I'm drunk, I'm just going to act upon my my desires. Yeah. I I guess. Yeah, cuz it, it I can't use words. I don't remember what I was trying to say. I'm sorry. Please well, continue. That's fine. I'll use the words of Paul Keller himself. This oh, is the only okay. quote I was able to find so far during the trial. Okay. Said, when I knew I had done them, I was sad, not excited. No joy. Just confusion or remorse. I thought, there goes somebody's business. That, that's it? That's it. 
It sounds like he knows what he is supposed to say. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's saying, but that that has no real emotion behind it. So he's really not helping his case. Mm-hmm. So you wanted um before we get into the numbers, you want to know like what the fuck, like why would you do why retirement homes, right? Yeah. So he actually had different reasons psychologically okay. for doing what he did. He targeted the homes because it reminded him of his rough home rough like upbringing and childhood. Okay. That makes sense. He was targeting retirement homes because he was left being very upset and angry when his grandfather had passed a few years ago. A few years oh, prior to this happening. Oh, okay. Um, so, they ended up going through and the dad, turns out, was able to kind of triangulate and match up all of Paul's business trips with the fires. No shit. That's one of the re- oh ways he ended God. up catching it. So he was just like, well, if my son's going down, he's going the fuck down. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, oh, look, he's staying at the Motel 6 in, like, Redmond. Oh, yeah. the Motel 6 in Redmond burned down. Okay, well, cool. He's now going to... Oh, my God. Oh, that place is... Hmm. This is all kind of unusual. <laughs> so he pleaded guilty to 32 of the fires. Okay. Which landed him 75 years in jail. For the sentencing. Holy shit, but then by the end of it, he confessed to like 76? Oh, no, no, no. Just that's We're at the end. He pleaded guilty oh. to the 32. Oh, okay. Yep. Gotcha. Um, he was also guilty on three counts of murder because of the oh, yeah. um, people in the retirement home. Wow. So, the judge ended up slapping him with a total of a 107-year prison sentence. Woo, buddy, you ain't coming back from that. Nope. He will be eligible for parole <clears throat> in 2079. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. Don't think that's happened. I don't think he's going to last that long, but, you know, who knows? And for anyone who cares, he is housed in the uh, Monroe Correctional Complex. Nice. And Monroe's good. pretty far from us, so I think we're okay. Yeah, I'm not going to fear for our lives if we, if he escapes somehow. And then there was a, uh, after the trial ended, there was a final quote from Ellen Fair, the prosecutor. Yeah. And she went ahead and said, when we look at the videotapes, we don't see anything like remorse. At the very least, he seems completely unfazed by it all. I think he's sorry he got caught. Yeah. That's more like what it seems. Mm-hmm. And there was... So there have been a couple documentaries about this one. There was an actual CBS movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Called Not Our Son. It really shows more of the struggle for the Kellers. Oh, dude, we should watch that. Oh, and my God, that sounds great. There's a very specific person who they got to play Paul Keller. Who? As the actor. Who? Um, you get three guesses. Number one, he has a history. He's got a background of, on Broadway. A background on Broadway? Number two. Okay. He's more known as a Hollywood actor, and his recent roles have been incredibly misogynistic. Hilariously misogynistic. I think you're forgetting how terrible I am with like movies and uh, actors. He's <laughs> I'm really also bad, dude. In both versions of Harold and Kumar. Wait, what? I have no idea what you're talking about. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh my God! How could I forget MPH? 
That's shameful. I am ashamed of myself. Wait, he's... What's his name? He's the arsonist in the movie? In Not Our Son? Yeah, he's... Like, oh uh, my Paul god. Keller. Okay, now we have to watch it. Because I would not have imagined Neil Patrick Harris in a role like that. I mean, definitely not anymore. Not after Barney Stinson. Oh god, Barney Stinson. So what are your thoughts on that one? Dude... Okay, I want to, like, look into that more myself because I'm sure there's a lot more going on. And I am absolutely... I don't care if we have to pay for it. We're going to watch that damn movie. (laughs) I kind of wanted to make this one a little bit on the shorter side, number one, because it's really hot and we can't record with our AC unit on. Yeah, it's not comfortable, but here we are. Kind of getting a little bit uh, damp right now, so it's about the time to change shirts before we go on with our day. Yep, pretty much. So, Serial Arsonist with the Heat, thoughts? I mean, it makes me grateful that I'm not, like, actually in a fire. It just feels like it because the sun is a piece of shit. Yeah, outside was not fun just now to smoke. No, it wasn't. That was... Ugh. Plus, it's humid up here. It's not super humid, but it's humid enough. It's, it'll be better with the AC on, and then we can go and uh, finish up the last batch of Otter Pops we still have. Yes! There we go. <laughs> on that note, we're heading out. Bye! Bye.